Welcome to Land of Long Live Play, where greatness is always waiting. Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your boy Dead Ninja Dev again, and I am joined by my two co-hosts as usual. First up, Mr. Delvin Cox, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing very good. Hello to everyone out there in PSVG land, and more importantly, hello to Jill Scott. How you doing, baby? Okay. How how what's what what's it like being in the coronavirus capital of the world right now? Like not even just the country, the world. Uh, I ain't worried about that right now. I'm trying to holler at Jill Scott. That's what's up though. <laughs> Nothing about no coronavirus. If she got it, I want to get what she got. If you don't go out, might as well go out happy, right? Yikes! Fact. Please be responsible, people. Wear your mask. Yeah, we can yeah, wear masks. Wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That other voice you heard, fresh off her 36th platinum, The Last of Us 2, at that, Miss Haley Nicole Miller, how are you this evening? I uh, just got off work, and, uh, you know, I come home to Delvin trying to get whoever that is his attention. First of all, put some respect on her name. It's Miss Jill Scott, all right? I don't know who she is! She's awesome. That's all you need to know. She's, she's dope. She's amazing. Apparently she's in Black Lightning, but this is going to make Delvin mad. I'm literally on the fifth episode. So disappointed. How dare you disrespect my future wife like that? Just absurd and terrible. If we're uh, if we're regarding future wives, okay. Didn't know that. Didn't come prepared for that conversation. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll school you on that later. Me and you can sit down and drink some Earl Grey tea and Ew. <laughs> Earl Grey tea. Ew. That's that's Earl an Grey interesting tea. one. That's <laughs> disgusting. Get that out of here. You don't like tea? No, I don't like tea. I don't like coffee either. You're a terrible person. Hating on the tea Deal and the with coffee. it. Not, How do wow. you like coffee and tea? Because I don't I don't like coffee. Coffee is as American as apple pie. Well, she's Canadian, so. Uh no. Nope, nope. No? Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm both. Damn. And also, coffee's not American. It's American enough. We took it over. It was not an American invention. We took it over. Much like we do with everything, we still need to make it our own. Much like that, America. That is the American worse. way. That is. The you know American that's worse, way. right? That's what we do. It, it is. <laughs> I was quoting Cheaty from The Good Place. Please watch it. It's very good. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm okay. Delvin, have you watched Bit yet? No, I haven't watched anything. We'll get to what I've watched and what I've played this week. I, some spoilers is not much. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it then. What have you been playing and watching? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing whatsoever. I have been doing work all week. I, like, as, as we speak, I am installing an, an air conditioner. Mm. in my house oh and mine I, was installed earlier this week my apartment's actually breathable now well that's good that's awesome congratulations it's not fun taking out a window ac when you're on the second floor uh try being on the third floor ah, that's not funny Yeesh. yeah that, that's some serious multitasking though to be you know podcasting and simultaneously putting in an air conditioner that that's that's serious business sir how many arms you got, Delvin? Because uh, it's probably more than two. Yeah, probably. I Delvin got over here living his octo dad life. 
Yes. I've never played that game. I've heard good things, but I can't well, they lie myself to, you. to play it. They lied to you. There's no good things about that game. <laughs> Whoever told you that there's good things about Octodad. Octodad. Deadliest catch. It Can is. your wife figure out that she's dating an octopus and somehow has human children? Well, I'll wow. say this. Good concept. Terrible game. <laughs> terrible game. Yeah, I've never played it. I've only seen it, and it looks like shenanigans. <laughs> How about Cat Lateral Damage? Have you seen that one? I've seen that one. That one's oh, interesting. Not. You are a cat, and the objective of the game is to destroy the room you're in. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> it also has a VR mode. That's how I saw it. I saw the VR footage of it. Oh, that looks interesting. Wow. You get to be the cat. Uh, for reference, I own that game. <laughs> oh, there you go. Did you get Did you get the platinum in that one? No. I bought the game because I... nobody do what I do. I mean, Donnie and other people do it already, but uh, I game share with my best friend, and she wanted cat lateral damage, so. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. I played so, like one level up and was like, this is not for me. Spoilers, everybody does that. <laughs> like, yeah, real talk. Hi. So so you've played nothing and you've watched nothing this week? Just housework and work? Yes. Nice. Housework and work, literally. Nice. What about you, Haley? Have you played anything other than uh finishing up that platinum? No, all I did all I did was play the last of us part two to get the platinum. I actually got it like this morning at twelve thirty, I think I got the platinum. Okay. Um, probably just mess around in some games this week while I wait. Probably go back to Mafia Three, actually, because um, Mafia Two is still broken, and so is my camera, apparently. <laughs> but on the watch front, uh, I finished season three of Arrow, season one of The Flash, have started season one of Supergirl, season two of The Flash, and season four of Arrow to keep going on my rewatch of the Arrowverse and I also started rewatching the Vampire Diaries and I'm up to season 10 on Supernatural and uh, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're getting it done. Uh, also, I watched that Far Cry 6 trailer. Big excite. I like Far Cry. Also, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name so I don't want to di- uh, mispronounce it, but I know him from a show that I don't know if many people have watched. Uh, he Breaking played... Bad. That was... A little, no. A little known this, show called Breaking Bad. <laughs> this will this will shock you. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. That doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> uh, uh, I know him from Revolution. I used to love that show. Yeah, he's he's in it. Yeah, he's the bad guy, I want to say? He's, uh, no, he's he's like a secondary antagonist that becomes like a protagonist in the season in season two. Yeah. Uh, plays Major Neville. So uh, that Great was show. show. Very sad it got canceled. Did get wrapped up in like a four episode, uh, uh, like a four part comic online. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I have never even heard of this show. So, essentially, the concept of the show is, and just for reference, the show was directed by J.J. Abrams, so yes, lens flare explosions were a thing. Um, concept of the show is uh, the power goes out, but it never comes back. Okay. 
and then 15 years go by, the world governments fell, militias rose up, yada, 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 and uh, a group of people are trying to figure out why the power went out and if they can turn it back on. Hmm. Pretty much the plot. It's a pretty good show. Also, it's got uh, Billy Burke in it. I don't that means that nothing. Most people would probably know him as Charlie from Twilight, even if you're not a fan of Twilight. Why would I know that if I'm not a fan of Twilight? Because he's one of the most recognizable roles in that movie. Um, but if I've never seen the movie and I'm not a fan of it, why would I know I'm that? sure your wife has seen the movie. She has seen some of them, but I doubt if I said Bill Burke, she'd know who that was. Okay, anywho, he has one of the best lines in that movie ever, and it's like, I just watched a kid I've known my entire life turn into a very large dog. Good luck. <laughs> I wonder if Jill Scott likes Twilight. Hmm. Huh? So I wonder if Jill Scott likes Twilight. Probably not. I was going to say, hopefully uh, not. I don't know a lot of people taste. that actually like Twilight besides myself because I'm a loser. You're not a loser. Yeah, I wouldn't say all that. My wife liked the books. She hated the movies. The books are all right. I uh, do not read. I know you're not going to read it, but don't read Life and Death either. It's just awful. Uh, I don't even know what, that, know what is. that is. It's a. Uh, it was released on the tenth anniversary of like the first book coming out, and essentially it's like a gender bent retelling of Twilight. So that sounds awful. So instead of Bella being a girl, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. And That's and big. just for just for clarification, that book ends with boy version of Bella becoming a vampire, so they don't have to go into that whole hey magic. Sperm. Yeah. Guess what I won't be reading. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Completely lost me. So uh, what a rambling train of thought. <laughs> I've been I've I finished Last of Us 2. That's all I've been playing. Um did roll them we'll credits talk about it later. Last night at 1.30. So uh we will finish our, our spoiler cast. It'll be the final entry in us uh, speaking of The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah, and you can hear me get big mad. That's all I've been doing is just playing that, and now my palate is cleansed, and I'm ready for the excellence that will be Ghost of Tsushima. It better be excellent. It's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> ba- based on how everyone's been talking, even like slightly around the NDAs, I think we're in for a good time. Yeah. I'm ready. I am ready. Um, But yeah, that's it. I haven't been watching any shows, because who has time for that? Uh, just been playing Last of Us 2. Now I'm done, and uh, I won't be touching another video game until Friday. Yes, and you will. Me. That's a lie. We know you will. No, no. It's break time. Palette cleansed, ready for ghosts. That's it. So now you're going to watch stuff then, right? Probably not. It'll probably just be like reruns of The Simpsons and Seinfeld and Twilight Zone. That's still that's watching something. Watch. It's more like background noise if you're not really paying also, attention to it. Do you guys want a fun fact? People with anxiety tend to rewatch the same shows over and over again because they know how they're going to end, so it's like a comfort zone. Oh. I must have anxiety, man, because I do that all the time. I don't... I literally do that all the time. I just put it on because that's what the wife wants, so... But yeah, she does have anxiety. She doesn't... Yeah. She doesn't like surprises and things of that nature. So it's just background noise for us when we fall asleep. Otherwise, I watch whatever the kids are watching, which is typically... SpongeBob. No, that's SpongeBob. It's more like uh, 
Teen Titans. They love Teen Titans Go. Oh, ew. Teen Titans Go is awful. I would disagree. Teen Titans Go, Beast Boy and his music, fantastic. Okay, l- l- let me preface it this way. Teen Titans Go is awful when compared to the original Titans show, which was canceled in favor of Teen Titans Go and not given a proper ending. Teen Titans Go sucks. I will say this. I'm not a fan of Teen Titans Go, but the Night Begins to Shine episode. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's so it cool. It is so cool. And I, I think a sequel of it just came out. I haven't watched yes, it yet, but there is a sequel I will sit down and watch that. Heck yeah, man. Like I said, I like I like the music. I like what they do with the music in that. Like Beast Boy has some bangers, man. <laughs> Teen Titans Go is just it's fun. I enjoy it. All right. So moving along. Let's get into the questions of the week because we do have quite a few and we've actually got some quick fire ones that are also pretty cool. So let's just jump right into it. At Danny Oh no, I'm sorry. At Damn You Spyro on Twitter, he says, The little kid in Far- the Far Cry 6 teaser has the same scar on his eyebrows Voss from Far Cry 3, a.k.a. the best villain of all time. What do you guys think of that? Also, what are your thoughts or expectations on Far Cry 6? Uh, well, first off, that's just like a Ubisoft thing. For like six games in a row, Desmond had the same scar on his lip and there was no explanation for it. So There was an explanation for that. That If you notice, all of his characters, all of his... All of his DNA have that scar. That was the link for all of them. So Altair had it. Uh, Ezio Altair, had it. Actually, if it. you if you look at Revelate in at Altair and Revelations, he doesn't have it because in Assassin's Creed One, you're playing as Desmond in the Animus, not Altair. You don't actually see Altair. It's Pretty Desmond's sure face. Has a scar too, but okay. But that was supposed to be what that scar was about. It was about them sharing the DNA. Well, my point being is it's just a Ubisoft thing. I don't think the fan rumors that this is a prequel make any... Ooh. like It's ob- it's obviously a prequel to Far Cry 5 if they're going with the whole in-universe thing because, spoiler alert for Far Cry 5, the world freaking ends at the end of Far Cry 5. Like, nuclear explosion. So it's obviously a prequel in some way. Um, but in I don't think world, it's a That was pre- their town. Yeah. I'm correct. But- the whole world, Delvin. New Dawn shows you the rest of the world is the same way. But New Dawn was the future, like distant future, like I think that was 20 years from now. But it shows you the rest of the world fell to nuclear explosions. Like you go to LA and see it like destroyed. But I think that was, wasn't that like happened gradually? Like in the far crowd, well, shoot, I don't want to spoil that. No, they show you nuclear. (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. The game's been out for three years. They show you nukes going off in the distance along, like, right where you are, and then they show you nukes going off in the distance. Like, the whole world dies the moment Joseph hits the button. Re- okay. re- regardless, um, I don't think this is a prequel. I don't think you're playing as Voss or Voss is involved in some way. His character has mentioned, like, his voice actor um, has mentioned that he's involved with, like, a game in some way, but I don't think it's this. I'll be honest. I don't know. Far Cry 6, from just the trailer, it looked like it was actually set further back, like 50s or 60s, so it would seem to be weird to be a prequel to Far Cry 5. But that doesn't make any sense based on the lighter that uh, I'm going to call him Major Neville because I don't know what his character in Breaking Bad is called. Based on the lighter he lights, it looks like 
not a lighter that would exist in the 60s. A blowtorch, basically? I'm pretty sure those have existed as long as cigars have. As a lighter? I don't Yeah. Yeah, I have lots of friends who have smoked cigars, and I feel like those those lighters have been around for quite some time. But well, just young, based so on like the know. car and just the way everything looked, it just kind of seemed like it was set in the fifties and sixties. But who knows? And I don't think you play the kid as a kid. I think you play him grown up later on. So who knows? It would be also cool if it was a prequel to Far Cry Three. To be perfectly honest, I think that would be nice. I think also uh, the the kid's name is Diego, and based on the product description, you play as someone named Danny. So. I got nothing. I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. I only saw just a little brief piece of it. Um, it looks cool. As far as thoughts and expectations, I just expect more Far Cry. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot. I, I liked Far Cry 5. That was a fun game. Um, I did not play New Dawn. Far Cry 3, that was a nice trip. But um, as far as this, I just you, I expect more Far Cry. You didn't play New Dawn? No. Oh, it was fun. It was a good game. Yeah, just when I found out that you weren't the two chicks on the cover, I was like, eh. I wanted to play. They're them. in, but they're, they're the villains, guys. and they're yeah, very no. good. I was hoping they weren't the villains. I wanted to play as them. And when I found out that that wasn't it, I was like, ah. What about you, Alvin? Yeah. Any, any thoughts or expectations for Far Cry 6? I just wanted to be good. Like, I love the I mean, Far Cry games, the villains. Always compelling. I'm glad they got the guy from Breaking Bad, Gus Fring, or Giancarlo. I can't remember his last name. Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, that's it. Excellent actor, incredible actor. I'm glad somebody finally said, let's make this guy a video game villain. That's something that's cool. I also like how he just doesn't care about NDA. She's like, yeah, I'm in a pretty big video game, but I can't talk about it. (laughs) A lot of actors do that. Like, not Mm -hmm. like voice actors, but actor actors. Just straight up say, I'm in this game. Like, they don't pay attention to it. I don't know if they know they're not supposed to say it. I guess it's... Somebody told me that's one of those things where Hollywood actors, usually when their roles come, they can say straight up, I'm in this movie. And I guess they don't kind of realize in video games, that's not the way it's done. But it's I mean, if you if you say you're in a video game, but you can't say the name of it, is that really breaking an NDA to say you're in a video game? I mean, it does, because it causes people to go look through their IMDb and pay for IMD Pro to get more info and stuff like that. I don't think that breaks the NDA, though, of just saying I'm mm. in a video game, because here's the thing, if I'm in multiple video games, then I'm voicing multiple video games, so just be able to just throw out the obtuse, I'm in a video game, and it's a big one. I don't think that really breaks the NDA. Mm. That's semantics. So yeah, yeah, we just want it to be a good game, so hopefully uh, Far it's Cry coming 6, out pretty soon too. we'll meet those Next expectations. Year. I wish they didn't put a date on it because <laughs> everything just gets delayed. Just I wish they would have just said 2021 instead of giving it an actual finite date. Hey, Hopefully February they can 18th. actually hit it. Oh, they I wanted it this year. I honestly wanted this this year. Also, uh, just a heads up, Watch Dogs Legion and Valhalla both got dates. Watch Dogs Legion is definitely not coming out on October 29th. I'm just saying wow. it now. That's far, that's far too close to Cyberpunk. Ubisoft will definitely move. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to come out when, on that date. I mean, they've been sitting on that one since, what, last year? It was supposed to come out. Oh, when... maybe. Yeah, so I, I think that, that date they'll actually hit just because it's already been delayed basically a year. So I don't think, I think it's fine. I think and then fine. 
they they launched that on the twenty on the twenty ninth of October, and then three weeks later, Assassin's Creed launches two days before Cyberpunk. Yep, we got a lot of games coming up. A lot of games. Very excited that I now have to split my time between Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk. Do you just finish one and then play the other one afterwards? It's a split time. But but the trophies, Deb. The trophies. Spoilers, I'm not splitting no time. I'll play it when I get to it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. But also, also, Miles Morales. What if it comes out around that time period? Then I'll be playing Miles Morales and I don't care about the rest. Same here. Speaking. I'll be playing like, Watch Dogs Legion and then I'll play Cyberpunk and then I'll play Miles Morales. And yeah. That's how You're not going to play Assassin's Creed Vikings, man. No, I've been no. said that I have zero desire to play anything Viking related. Like, it just doesn't speak to me. I'm good. So I you didn't like God, God of War either? I liked God of War. That was Kratos. It wasn't necessarily, you know, he wasn't it a was Viking. Norse mythology. It was Norse mythology, but he wasn't a Viking. And I was playing Fair it because enough. I like the God of War. But for as far as I'm concerned, like Assassin's Creed has lost me. I, I don't really have any interest in Assassin's Creed at this point because Watch Dogs exist. I like that better at this point because that's what I wanted it to turn into. I'm pretty sure I've said it before. I wanted Assassin's Creed to become the modern day Templars versus Assassins. I'm over all of the history stuff. So I just don't really have any any interest in Valhalla at this point. See, the thing was, I'm pretty sure like back before they moved to like the origin style of storytelling based on one of the pieces of Eden they had collected. It was called the Shroud. It could revive dead tissue and potentially dead people. I thought they were going to use it on Desmond and then do a whole like future game, but then uh, Assassin's Creed games stopped selling and then, you know, Origins came along and I'm glad the gameplay changed, but it I'm sure it changed the way the story was going to go too. Yeah, I mean... Pretty much Assassin's Creed lost me at Black Flag. That was really the last one that I put any kind of considerable time uh, into. So you, so you wouldn't have even known about the Shroud because the Shroud was revealed at the end of uh, Syndicate. Nope, didn't play that. Didn't play Syndicate, didn't play Unity, uh, barely played Origins, haven't really played Odyssey at all. Like yeah, oh, Odyssey is so good! Just it doesn't doesn't speak to me at all. I say as if I'm not biased and don't have 240 hours in that game. <laughs> Delvin, any thoughts? I wonder if Jill Scott likes Assassin's Creed. Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow my brains out. What? She, she needs to go ahead and make a make a song about it. AC. Yeah, that'd be I awesome. <laughs> All right, next All right. question. Next question comes from uh, at Fred French two hundred seven on Twitter. He says, "Do you think the PS Five should have a Game Pass like service?" No, because. It's not going to, but I'd love for it to. So then you think it should or you think it shouldn't? I don't know. <laughs> that I'm was tired. the most non-answer question I've heard in my life. No, because it's not, but I think it should, but maybe it won't. What are you talking about? Uh, hi, I'm on new medications, so sometimes my thoughts go, woo! Um, no, uh, it'd be cool if it would, but I actually don't think it's going to. Yeah, I think that they need to do something just to kind of compete with Game Pass. I don't think they'll do anything similar. Like, I don't think you're going to have a service that's going to give you all of PlayStation's first-party titles day and date they come out for some subscription. Um, but I do think that they need to 
reimagine PS Now as some sort of backwards compatibility. Um, we talked about it a bit on Game Tech, me and Donnie. And I would really like to see PlayStation Now evolve into a service where you can subscribe to it and have access to all of these games. However, if you have digital licenses tied to your your, your PSN account that has, you know, a digital license for PS3 games or PS1 games, PS2 games, that you should be able to play those through PS Now without having to subscribe. Or if you buy the disc-based version, PS Now allows you to play those disc-based games through their service without having to subscribe. Uh, but I think it also needs to add that subscription and have games that don't expire, you know, so soon. Um, maybe have anything that's a year older, like comes into PS Now, kind of similar to like uh, what uh, EA's uh, service does, where like after yeah. a certain amount of time, you get all their games. I think if they were to do something more akin to that, it would, you know, actually you know, bring some people into the fold of PS now and they just need to overhaul the interface. The interface, especially on PC, is just god awful. I think it would be a good thing to do if they did it. Like I would love to see it. I would love even if it was just something like, hey, you buy PS now and you get to play all the classic PS4 games up to The Last of Us 2 on PS5. That would be a super cool thing to do. And it just it's just for you to know like hey all of our exclusive games are definitely on this service. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of the old PS4 on down, our PS4 exclusives, our PS3 exclusives are on this service. And at certain points in time, like when, once these PS5 games get older, they can just go and fall onto the service themselves. Like, um, shoot, we don't know what, like Miles Morales, for example. Mm-hmm. Like six months down the line, Miles Morales just comes on that service. Yeah. I think there's a way they could do it where it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that just ties into our, our next question from Joe Boston, uh, 617 over on Twitter. He says, what's your elevator pitch on how to make PS Now more relevant? And what do we think the backwards compatibility be, will be with the new patent that Sony put out? So we just kind of spoke to that. Um, that patent, it just kind of shows like that, you know, all of the games, PS1, PS2, PS3 will be available through cloud services. And I think that if that is truly the case, as long as I don't have to pay to rent that backwards compatibility, if I own the title that I can play it, I think that makes PS Now much more relevant. And it could be something that if they actually push it and bake it into the PS5, that it could be something huge. Uh, just everyone's taking this patent as like, hey, hell yeah, we're getting backwards compatibility all the way to the beginning. Remember, Companies patent things all the time. There's a chance that this is just a patent that they put out there and nothing happens with it. It yep. could just be the same as PS Now is now. Yep. But in the event that this actually happens, cool. What Sony needs to do is actually market PS Now in a way that isn't like, oh, this is just our streaming service. Like, mention that you can download, like, for PS4 users, mention that you can download the PS4 games to your console. You can stream the PS3. Uh, maybe update your service to allow older games to have access to the DLC. Because let me tell you, if I'm playing Far Cry, if I'm playing Fallout 3 over PS Now on my PS4, I want to be able to play the DLC. Uh, for one, for two, uh, you know, maybe improve the latency because in some games it's just not good. Yeah, it needs definitely an overhaul and. 
I, I do agree. They need to market it. But I think what they've been doing now is like they let you know that there are games out there just to kind of keep it in the back of your mind. And I'm hoping that that will lead into much more, you know, marketing around the service by the time the PS5 comes out as part of the PS5 package. That is what I'm hoping for. We will see if that truly comes to fruition. All right. So our last question comes from MTTG Brazil team, Mr. Lucas Ham Fisher. He says, uh, here's some video game quick fires for you. First person or third person? Third person. Third person. Third person. RPG or pure action? RPG. <sighs> this is I'm a hard R- one. I'm RPG. You know what? I'm going to say RPG. All right. Subtitles or no subtitles? Subtitles. No sub. I'm on no the subtitle sub. train. Give me the subtitles. Open world or linear? Open world. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one for me. It depends on the game. <laughs> yeah, same here. It's quick fire. You can't say it depends on the game. You need an answer. I would say linear then. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of also leaning towards linear at this point. Inverted or normal human? Normal human. Normal human. <laughs> normal. Christopher Kraken, get out of here with your inverted nonsense. <laughs> Him and Sean Capri. <laughs> Madden Word or old. Man of Medan? Man of Medan. Man Madden. Of Medan. Sorry, coach. Madden all day. I Naughty love, Dog um, or Sucker Punch? Okay, hold on. Since we have a, we have the tag. Hey, fuck you. I'm not I'm not answering this question because that's a what? hard one. Question. <laughs> wow. That hard. Wow. That's a very offensive thing. The an- what? You, the answer- you don't get to think it's quick fire. You got to answer. The answer also, is both. The answer is I, both. I got to put I got to bring this to attention. Why every time the pastor sends in something, hell he always <laughs> has to do something flagrant. This it never true. fails. <laughs> Naughty Dog is my answer. I don't know what's up with hell and pastors. I'm going with Sucker Punch. I'm, I'm not answering. The answer is both. I can't choose. How dare you? Yeah, Sucker Punch for me for sure. Um, single player or multiplayer? It, single, single player. player. Yeah, single player. And co op is competitive. <laughs> Single Sorry, player. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say co-op or competitive? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I said single player. Co-op. Uh, co-op. Um, I will say though, on the topic of Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog, if you were asking me to choose series, sure, I could do it that way. But I can't choose between two of my favorite developers. You gotta choose, man. One of them must die. No. Go to your head. Go to your head. I die. One. In that situation, I die. And I just they, say, and, pull the trigger. And then all three uh-huh. of you got to go. Please tell me you've seen that meme. No, I haven't. The image of the dude holding the double barrel shotgun in Piglet's head, and he says, pull the trigger. <laughs> I have not. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what. I don't know what Twitter you be on, but I haven't uh, seen it on my Twitter. That's called Reddit and also memes. Oh, I don't be on Reddit. Yeah. R slash memes is pretty nice. Yeah, that's not a place that I uh, frequent. <laughs> Too old for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't answer that part of the question. I really can't. You may, you can't make me choose between two of my favorite developers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to go with Sucker Punch at this point. No, also, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Mr. Pastor Ham will be 
uh, too upset. He's well versed in how I speak. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. And that'll do it for our questions this week. All right, so moving along, we've got a couple of stories that we're going to talk about before we get into our, our spoiler cast. Um, Haley, your first story, uh, you want to wanna bring that up? Yeah, just uh, E3 doesn't stop this year, apparently. It just keeps going. Uh, right after the end of their Ubisoft Forward event, Ubisoft announced another Ubisoft Forward event. Yeah, okay. I was not expecting that. <laughs> How about just announce all the stuff at once like i i get sony and microsoft holding back they have consoles coming out later this year what what you 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 that you announce this and then you go oh yeah i'll have more game news and updates why why not just do it all at once i think it's kind of like the nintendo direct type of route where like they have multiple directs a year that's basically what this turned into it was like a direct same with like devolver digital like they had their thing but they could do more and like playstation with its things like it has multiple things a year so i think it's like we don't have to throw all of our eggs in this one e3 basket now like we're these are all pre-recorded um we can decide we want to spotlight these things and then spotlight some other things later on down the road like i just think it's just a kind of a a changing of the way we can put out information disseminate information like we don't have to throw it all in one basket now I think they've realized that. I think a lot of companies have realized that. Like, look at Microsoft. They they have several events. So, not gonna lie, not a fan of it. I do not like it at all. It's like, it's it feels some of the events feel random. Like, oh yeah, we're doing something this week. Might want to check it out. <laughs> like, like, and it's like right it's in the middle, it. right in the middle of this press conference, Jeff Keighley announced that tomorrow is having a sit down with Hideo Kojima. Like, all right. <laughs> like it's super just feels super random and disjointed. I I'm not a fan of this. Like if this is what y'all gonna do, I'd rather have E3 back. Just give me it in three days. Give me a, a whole week of celebrating video games to be done with it. This this whole thing they're doing right now, I am not a fan of at all. This sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Even with the, some of the cool announcements that's happening. I feel like the message is kind of just scrambled in and it's everywhere and it's just like, ugh. Like, even now, even the whole Ubisoft thing that just happened, I'm like, ugh, do I really want to watch this Sunday? <laughs> my, my biggest takeaway, and keep in mind, folks, I haven't seen the Ubisoft forward yet because I got off work right after it ended. So uh, the biggest takeaway I've seen is that you can recruit cats in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I'm sold, even though I was already sold. <laughs> They keep that. I don't need a companion cat. I don't need a companion dog. None of that nonsense. Hey, um, you can have an old, uh, uh, a spy team consisting of all old ladies and Watch Dogs Legion. Golden Girls. I'm down with that. I mean, hey, Golden Girls Legion, let's go. That'll work. Hey, shout out to some of the characters having a perk that says, may die randomly. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm fine with this as far as the way they've been doling out news. I'm good with it. I mean, the constant stream is great, but then you've got DC jumping into the mix now with, like, the Fandome event, right? Like, the who? Exactly. August, August 22nd, uh, DC Fandome, and it's got, like, gaming news, updates on the CW shows, updates on, like, HBO Max stuff, updates on, like, the Snyder Cut and stuff like that. So I'm guessing that's because there's really isn't going to be a comic con this year. 
there is. It's called Comic Con at Home, but Marvel is skipping that's it, and point. so is DC. That's that's my point. There isn't a Comic Con the same way there wasn't at E3, so everybody can just do their own thing. Yeah, well, the big rumor is, is this was this will be when the Batman game is revealed. So, works for me. I'm done with this. Like <laughs> every other week. Oh, by the way, we're doing this this week. Shut up. Like, <laughs> tell me all at one time. Or don't tell me at all. This is so annoying. Uh, I don't oh like God. change. I don't like change. I just give you the regular stuff. Hey, I has just, Delvin has Delvin considered the possibility he may have autism? Because that is one major sign. I probably I may have it. <laughs> it's possible. It's just like oh also, my God. also in case many folks weren't aware, not making fun of autism. I have autism, so but man, it's just it just seems so unorganized and it just drives me insane. Like just this random day. Oh, by the way, this is coming out. Oh, this is coming out. Like, I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday? It was Thursday or Friday. Like they they announced uh, no hopes coming out for PS4 on uh, October oh, 30th. Yeah. That was no, so what? random and just disjointed. That's some uh from the Dark Pictures Anthology, the people who made yeah. Until Dawn. Their I their mean, game is coming out the day before Halloween, which is cool. And I love that series, but it was a random announcement. Hey, <laughs> how, aren't, aren't they all random announcements if they're not at E3? Like we get games being announced not at E3 regularly. So how is that any different? But this sporadic like hey it just keeps coming just yeah. feels disjointed and out of place usually we don't get more game announcements after like june then it's like hey this is what's coming for the year aside from small indie games or a remaster that's it we may not get more announcements but they just keep coming yeah i, I guess i just don't have a problem with it like it's just i mean i more games is cool i just did this I don't. I guess I. I guess I don't need the organization of an E3 to disseminate information for me. Like if it's information that's out there, great. it's, it's helpful. good. I'll find, that's because I'll find you, it. you. You wanted to see E3 die. That's why you wanted them to put a bullet in the back of E3's head. I mean, yeah. E3 put a bullet in the back of its own head by doxing journalists. So oh, that's true. I mean, how, how I did E3 put a bullet in the back of their own head? How do you do uh, that? It's called By you hold the gun to the back of your to... head and just pull the trigger. Yeah. Well, they cause their own death by not, let, by not holding on to information and letting it just leak. Also, by letting Walmart Canada get the scoops. I'm so looking at you, Walmart Canada. Thanks for... So it's, so it's your store that's leaking everything, essentially. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You and Sean Capri just leaking all the things. Okay, cool. Sean Capri, you want to hook me up? Because I don't got any of this news. <laughs> These Canadians, boy, oh boy. Okay, so... Um, hey, so we going to get you out of Florida, sir? Or what's what's going to happen here? Because cases keep skyrocketing. They opened Disney World that they shouldn't have freaking done. That is a conversation oh, oh. for another time. This is yeah, not get me started on that. the, the get COVID me started on that. podcast. This is the PlayStation <laughs> experience. We're not going into that. Speaking of PlayStation experience, PS5 box art has been revealed. I don't um, like it. I think it varies on the game. 
Like, if you look at the Godfall cover, it actually looks pretty cool, pretty clean. I think the Miles Morales with the black and the white just kind of looks off. That's all. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I've seen, and it looks awful. It would look better if the case was black. Yeah, it definitely would. But the Godfall one is not just a, like a solid black background, so it actually looks pretty clean. So I think it's going to just end up being a case-by-case basis on what the actual like box art cover is whether or not it's going to flow with that white motif or not. Um, Although, for reference, who still buys boxes? Just buy everything digitally. There's a lot of people who still uh, are on that uh, physical train, so they can go ahead and trade stuff in. Like I know Justin has said he's going all, all physical still. He likes having his physical copy. He likes that ownership piece you kind of have when you when you grab a disc or whatnot. There's a lot of people that still I mean, you know, want that physical stuff. Me, personally, I sure. don't care. I ain't seen a game case in forever. Just, just remember the only game case I've seen recently is The Last of Us Part Two because Ellie Edition came with a disc-based copy of the game. But, um, <laughs> even still, uh, you guys realize that buying the physical edition of the game doesn't mean you own the game. You're still just buying a license to play it, right? Yeah, but people still like that, and also the ability to be able to trade it in. Like people Fair. like that that option you know it's just being able to have the more options personally i wish they would include steelbooks with digital codes so i don't need the disc but i still get the art because that's i like the art of boxes i like the art of the steelbooks yeah. but i don't want to have to deal with a bunch of discs which is yeah the I ghost of tsushima uh steelbook case looks pretty cool but i'm not buying a disc-based copy of the game so yeah not at all i'm good miss me with the I disc mean, in but fact- i'll take the the, the box art in fact, Ghost of Tsushima is already installed on my console, so... Yep, mine too. What about you, Delvin? Do oh. you care about these, these box arts at all? Is, does it... They look cool. Well, one of them looks cool. The other <laughs> one doesn't. The, the Spider-Man one looks weird. It does. It absolutely does. Um, I want to see more games like this and how long these bo- this box art look. Because, you know, as gener- as console generation goes on, the box art kind of changes and they kind of mm-hmm. had to take away things from it. it and I, I don't even go as far as saying, is this the final box art that we know of? Maybe people hear the, out- the feedback and like, no, nah, maybe we can change it. I don't know if that's a hard thing to change. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, not. Just change the color of the case from blue to black. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. need... It, it could be changed. I feel like the PlayStation 3 had two different box arts. Like, they changed, like, midway through to kind of yeah. more of what we have now. Like, it used to be PS3 on the side um, with, like, the Spider-Man-type writing from, from that. Yeah. That. And then it changed Which, to what we have now, like, the more modern look. By the way, that was such a dumb way to font your system. Like... <laughs> I liked just it. The Spider-Man font on your console. I liked it. I liked it a lot. You could you could grill food on that console. It was so hot. In fact, I often saw mock-ups of turning it into a grill. That actually would be <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. But yeah, we've got box I'll, art. I'll That's cool. a photo I like all the PS5 show. stuff. Give me all the PS5 news. Just let it all trickle in. Let it all come to fruition. Alright, so our final story of the week. Delvin, what you got? Was basically what we talked about earlier. Sony patents suggest PS1, PS2, and PS3 games can be backwards compatible via the cloud, which I think is interesting. We already got a little bit into this, but it was first posted on Twitter by user Rika underscore schedule. 
The tweet can be translated into English because it was a Japanese tweet. It reads, a large number of game titles across PS1 slash PS2 slash PS3 and various generations of game consoles can be stored and used via gaming cloud library. I think this is an interesting thing and I'm really interested to see what they do with this. Like, you got, we were talking about it earlier how maybe it's going to be most likely going to be part of PS now. What I was wondering was if they're going to start putting that bigger emphasis on PS now, what's going to happen with PS Plus? Mm. Maybe it's time to start putting these two together and maybe, maybe like a Game Pass Ultimate type of thing deal. Yeah. Increase the price on because it's, it's more and more, it feels like PS Plus is kind of useless. No. It's just it's not you're not getting necessarily the same values to get when it was first out. You're just kind of getting the, the online games. You're kind of getting games that are so much you get games that are really good. So much you get games that are uh, I don't see why you can't just I mean I feel like PS that's been PS Plus since the beginning. Like you're really paying for access to online and the games are just a a bonus. I mean, back on the PS3, you were getting, like, great games all the time because the PS3 had a library so huge that they could afford to do that. But you're in the PS4. Like, they're not going to give you uh, the Witcher 3 level games every month. Like, that's not going to happen. And now yeah. we're going to PS5. You're going to get even less. Especially yeah, <laughs> for the first couple of months. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see what they do with PS Plus on PS5, what that first game title will be. Also, Sideways for Life. What? Huh? <laughs> do you not remember the conversation we had on Twitter last night where you were roasting me for not wanting the towers in my room? Oh, I remember the conversation from five minutes ago. Yes. Yeah, that's shenanigans. You, you, also, you by the way, I posted that grill photo in the discord for you nice what is that on the grill it's pork chops that's what that is that doesn't look delectable at all (laughs) i mean it's probably not even started cooking yet but i told you it was a thing there you go i got you the image (laughs) (laughs) for those who can't see it they turned their ps3 and it's one of those original like fat ps3s into a grill Nice. Those don't look like pork chops. I would mm-hmm. say that. Grill S3. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious as to what PS Plus PS Plus will evolve into if they do turn it into something akin to like Game Pass Ultimate, where you get live and you also get you know their uh, games with gold or whatnot or live. So I think it'll be a smart move if they do offer something like that. If they truly do rebrand PS Now and actually add some more functionality to it, it would be a smart way to go. And I'm just really curious as to what that first entry will be for PS5 with PS Plus, as well as what will what will they offer us for the PS4 for that as well. So it's interesting. It's a very interesting thing if that patent comes to fruition. It'll be really it's just time will tell what they end up doing with this service. They spent a lot of money on Gaikai and PS Now has never really taken off. But with cloud gaming becoming more and more prevalent, PS Now has the chance to possibly turn into something big if they do it properly. Much to Stadia's chagrin because Stadia is uh, probably going to die in the next few months. So, uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. People like people I, who uh, play on Stadia really like it. So I uh, I give it till maybe maybe June next year, and then Stadia's in the ground, six feet under, with a Google fondly remembers. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. I mean, this is like a Google Glass situation, right off the bat. Very possible. Very possible. I uh, I still maintain I would have bought one of those. <laughs> well, Google Glass. Have to. I probably would have. Yeah, to. I would have bought a pair of Google Glass, but it was dead before I ever had a job. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're about to get into our spoiler cast. So, people, if you haven't finished the game, if you don't want to hear what we're about to talk about, you got five seconds to go away and <laughs> come back later. Five, four. Three, two, one. Y'all about to hear me swear <laughs> like a trucker. But you don't have to. No, but I'm going to because I'm big mad. So yeah, I'll let Haley go first. Yeah, go ahead. Take and, us away. Where did we leave uh, off? So we left think- off at the end of, like, right at the start of day three, right? Like, because you hadn't finished day three we, yet. We, had, we got to where we were with Yara going to get left. I believe that's okay. where you yeah. left off. Yeah. yeah, so after that, essentially, you meet up with Lev uh, after fighting your way through the island. Um, fighting? No, I killed no one. I didn't want to kill the Seraphites. Uh, we get it. You like Abby. <laughs> Abby sucks. No, I, um, like, sir, I like Lev and Yara. <laughs> okay. And those were their Let people. Let me finish. I kill them. Sure. I killed <laughs> them all because they're horrible people. Um... <laughs> Point being, you fight your way through the island uh, to find Lev. Uh, you find Lev. He's cowering in the corner after having killed his mom. Yeah, was uh, so because sad. his his mom did not accept him for being who he is and tried to kill him. So it was in self defense. Yeah. And then after that, you go to escape the island. You find out that Isaac is there. Isaac kills Yara. Uh oh, that was so rough. Like right in front of Abby, and Abby's like, "Dude, they're they're children. Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, like you're you're gonna kill kids? They've done nothing wrong." And he goes to shoot Lev, and Abby takes the gun from him and just freaking murders him. So Isaac's dead. Wait, Uh, and then that's not what happened. She got in the way. She got in the way of him. She disarms one of the men in that situation. Yara shot Isaac. Again, yeah. I don't care. Because she Abby was like, because Abby dropped her gun. She protected Lev, and he's like, I'm not getting out of the way. And he was like, I'm going to shoot you then. And he said, no. She said, no, you're not. Like, she was trying to, like, defuse the situation. And then what happened was Yara shot Isaac, and then they all unloaded into Yara. You grabbed Lev, and you took off. Yeah. yeah that's what happened. Point, point being is then you fight your way off the island. You get back to the aquarium discover what happened it shows lev picking up the map and handing it to abby because the one thing i will say is ellie you're a fucking idiot don't leave the map so, oh didn't you skip a part didn't no you they, fight your way off the island and then you but, get back to the aquarium do you don't you get stopped before that yes you no? have a you have a fight <laughs> with that big dude who just took all the beatings oh yeah, yeah that yeah. dude's annoying yeah that was a good uh, sorry fight. 
again, that's under the banner of you fight your way off the island. So right? here's my question for you guys on, on that fight. Like, did you guys just wait and let them kill each other off, or were you actively killing people? As no, you I was actively through? killing people as I was oh. going. Oh, yeah. That was just, one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah. Because what I did was I watched the battle as it going on between mm-hmm. the two armies, and whoever was winning, I would help the other side so it could let me go through the crowd without being noticed. Yep, I did the exact same thing. I was just letting them pick each other off, and then like I'd see somebody in the distance, get them with the crossbow, and just sneak away, sneak through. So I, they never called me out, never saw me or anything. They were too busy fighting each other. No, I, I killed them all because, you know, didn't care about stealth at all uh, as Abby because she's not really a stealthy character. Well, see, for me, it wasn't necessarily about the stealth. It was about the fact that if you started then they would all gang up on you. So it was easier to let them kill each other off instead of yeah. having to deal with fighting both sides of the army. Point being, you <laughs> beat <laughs> you you beat the get dude who just takes us like 900 punches. Like, dude's he, not dude's, human. Dude's half his face was falling off. Like, that was just so crazy. Like, he was still... Yeah. That upset and that full of rage, yeah. and like he had half a face and was still fighting you, and then you end up end up losing your didn't pack and all your weapons. Didn't, yeah, didn't Lev shoot him in the back with mm-hmm. an arrow, and he still kept going as he he's missing half going. his face. Yep, that yeah. dude was uh, not trying. He takes your to... pack and it gets it gets stuck under a fire, like under a log. Like you're you have no weapons now, just the pistol. Um, you and Lev get back to the aquarium, discover Owen and Mel's bodies and the map. Uh, you go to the theater, and this is where I get big mad. So um, before we get there, hold on. I want to ask a question. And I know that you probably didn't care, Haley, because you hate Abby. But did getting back to the aquarium with Abby just feel different for you at all, Delphi? No. Well, we'll get to that later. Okay. But no, just... go ahead. We're, we're here. Have your thoughts. I'm not trying to, like, take over the I'm show. A- Delvin, you already know my thoughts. Dev doesn't. No, I don't I, that's why I said too, <laughs> I know you probably don't into, care. Because we're not to that part yet. But when uh-huh. I when we got, I'll just say this part. When we got to the aquarium, I still didn't care. Okay. I'm like, well, yeah. shit happens. <laughs> for me, getting back to the aquarium just hit totally different. It was like, man. Because for me, a lot of it is the fact that nobody talks. It's just instantly going to violence for just everybody it's like we're not even gonna hear you out and talk it's just yeah that's the part that like everything just feels like man we have they have just everybody just completely lost their humanity they are not trying to hear anybody's side of anything it's just kill or be killed and so getting back to the aquarium it just was like oh man like thinking about the fact that like if if ellie would have just took a second to even listen she would have realized that they were not they were leaving they were going to santa barbara she was pregnant and like you could have just left them the hell alone and they would have been gone they'd have been like abby's here we don't know if she's coming back like it just hit different for me because it's like man if people would have just spent just the, the time to actually talk things could have changed uh, things could be so also, also another thing Maybe don't try to wrestle guns away from people pointing them at you because they tend to go off. Yeah. Owen is as much at fault for himself dying as Ellie is. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not literally, saying he's if, not. if he hadn't tried to wrestle that gun away, he would probably be alive, and so would Mel. Yep. Like, it's just, literally. Just, it's the world. It's the killer be killed. That's 
what it boils down to. It just it's it just it's, hits different. It's like that scene. I'm gonna quote Smallville here for reference. It's like that scene in like in the episode where the nuke gets fired while Clark still doesn't have his powers. Chloe and I don't even remember what the bad guy's name in that episode is. Uh, his name is, but he, they're literally wrestling over a gun in a nuclear silo, and they're fiddling with the gun, and it gets turned upside down. You don't see who gets shot until the dude crumbles to the ground. It's like, okay, maybe don't wrestle with guns. Like, yep. But anyway, so now you're back to the now you're back to the 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 what is it the theater, and it's like. Yeah. How do we get in? I was like, man, I know exactly how to get in because I saw this as a problem when I was there the first time. I was like, you just gonna go climb that ladder and jump in the open window. Like it was just yep. so funny. It was like that. Yeah, that's a problem. That shouldn't be open. Yeah. Uh. So you get in there. Then the cutscene plays the way it did before, but this time you're playing as Abby. You're chasing after Ellie. This is my big fucking problem. Ha. So I'm gonna addendum here. Delvin, Donnie, and I have had this conversation before. Dev, these are new thoughts to you um, because you weren't looking in the spoiler chat while it happened. Nope. So, my thoughts on this after having finished it were very raw and come from a place of personal trauma. So, just a heads up. How fucking dare you compare Ellie to David? How fucking dare you? I don't even know what that means. The fight with Abby with Abby and Ellie, where you're mm-hmm. playing as Abby, is done in the exact same way the David fight is, which is at amount to comparing Ellie to David. How fucking dare you compare Ellie to her would-be rapist? I didn't get that at all. For me, it was just a fight between the two. Like, I would have never have ever put that in the same space. Like, it just... That were, th- those were my thoughts afterwards. And again... They were fresh and hurt. And I I admitted while talking in the Discord server that maybe it's too personal of a situation for me. But it feels tantamount the way that fight mechanic plays out, the way the fight goes in the exact same way. You get spotted at once, insta-death. Feels tantamount to comparing Ellie to David. No. Mm-mm. You do I'm, not. I Insta-death. I was spotted several times and I didn't get killed right away, so... Yes. Once Ellie pulls the shotgun out, if you get spotted after that point, it's instant death. If she shot me with before- the shotgun and didn't kill me. I have a question about this because um, I don't. Haley's had a completely different experience with that section I did. Because you said uh, when we were talking about it before, you said that Ellie had rigged certain areas with bombs. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she, she does. She does trap. She does trap the area with bombs. You I didn't get that at all. Avoid them. I didn't get that at all. I didn't see her rig bombs or anything. And I was looking for her. Like, nothing. Maybe I've maybe I beat Ellie too fast, or I don't know what happened. I didn't see bombs at all. No, hmm. she'll she'll I only had her drop bombs on me once, but it yeah. was like right after I hit her with a bottle and I walked right into a bomb that I didn't even see her place. Oh yeah, but I saw her. That place wasn't already. my problem with the fight. Like, like cool. You added upgrades to the fight. Ellie can use her weapons and stuff, right? But it feels as uh, and uh, as someone who had that kind of incident that Ellie almost had happen to her back in that bar with David happen, that fight felt tantamount to comparing Ellie to her would-be rapist. Now, we had conversations in the Discord, and I admitted that maybe it's too personal of a thing, 
So I'll let the rest of you do But that was my big problem. That is literally one of my only problems with this game, aside from Abby, because while playing as Abby, I just didn't care and didn't feel motivation to come on. Now, this will shock both of you. There is, while I was playing my uh, playthrough as Abby, I found an optional collectible that doesn't count towards the collectibles that actually made me chuckle because Abby was teasing Manny about finding his sex den. Yeah, I found that. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny, but I still don't care about Abby. It was funny to watch that's her fine. tease Manny, but I still don't care. But that's fine. Yeah, so yeah. the fight with Ellie, I just didn't like it because I didn't want to fight Ellie. Like, yeah. it was just hard for me fighting Abby, at, fighting Ellie as Abby, and then vice versa, fighting Abby as Ellie. Like, I hated both of those moments. Just like, we just talk. Like, maybe yeah. y'all wouldn't be doing this. But um, the uh, fight was cool. I like what they did with, like, you can actually listen and hear the bombs. And you got to, you know, sneak around. If you have a bottle, you can chuck it at her and fight her that way. And, like, the fact that she would, that, that at the end of it, Abby's like, look, if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. But she walks away from the fight like, look, I never wanted well, to kill you in the first place. To be fair, she only walks away after Lev calls her on the fact that she's about yeah. to kill Dina. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate Lev because he's like, dude, you don't need to do that. He, like, stop. We've had enough killing. Enough people have died. Like, let's, let's. I, I major point. <laughs> You'll say what? I I was gonna bring this up when we get to the end, but this is an interesting concept. Is Ellie the bad guy in this story? I mean, Joel was the bad guy in the first one, so... That's what I'm trying to drive at. Like, if if Joel was essentially the bad guy in the first one, as people say, I don't necessarily agree with that, but he was. I don't agree with that either, but that's what people say about the first one. Because there are some interesting directions Ellie takes in this game that kind of paint her out to be the villain of the game. Sure, but the same decisions are made by Abby, so no, I don't think so. I, I will say this, though. There's a difference. And I will talk about that more when we get to the game. In the game, but we'll talk about it now. Screw it. Yeah, let's yeah. just go. This, at this point in the game, Abby makes a conscious decision to not only let Ellie go, but to live her life. Yeah, mm-hmm. let the past go. And this is this is the point where I kind of kind of started feeling Abby and liking her a little bit better because when you go to the point where. You play as her for that last section. Oh, you mean like the little bit when you're in Santa Barbara? Yes. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is happy. She is content. Yeah, she she's joking not- around with she's joking around with yeah. Lev and having mm-hmm. fun. And- Lev's Lev's asking her questions. She's answering them fully. She's not withdrawn yeah. or anything like that. That section is Abby. That's fine. I have no yeah. problem with that section as Abby. But the rest of the game playing is Abby. Just awful. Like she's not a good character. I, I see. I would disagree that she's not a good character. I would say that they're giving her an actual full arc. Like she was built up with so much rage and anger towards Joel, who killed her dad. Once she settled that, and then she's going back. Like you're seeing, like her realizing, like I don't need to do a lot of this. Like the fact that she went back to save Lev and Yara. Like she's like. I don't need to, and she even tells, she even tells, like, I had to let that go. Like, you're seeing just the fact that she doesn't want to be that person. Yeah. I think it was very powerful that you got this moment with Abby and Lev where Abby 
the whole game, she's been kind of hopeless. We're living day to day. Whatever happens, whatever happens. When you get to Santa Barbara with Abby, she has hope mm-hmm. for the first time in the game. She is upbeat. She is cheery. She is likable. She's boosting the level up like, hey, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we really see this character show personality. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool to see her like this. And to the point where you get to the climax of that, and she's at the peak of hope, and the game takes it away from her mm-hmm. in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, human slavers capture Abby and Lev. Yep. Um, and meanwhile, while this is happening, actually before it's happened, because it's like tantamount that like the same amount of time passes, essentially. Uh, before this, we've like completely skipped a section. Uh, you're back at the farm in Jackson. Mm-hmm. As uh, Ellie... She's got shorter hair. She's living with Dina in an abandoned farmhouse. Um, they've named their, like, Dina's named her son JJ. And Neil Druckmann confirmed that the second J in his name stands for Joel. Um, so he's named Jesse Joel, which is wow. an interesting combination of names. Um, Jesse Jr. Nope. It's uh, Jesse Joel. But also, I like that Ellie has nicknamed him Potato. So. Yeah. Ellie yeah. just calls him Potato, and in fact, when you go outside to grab his little, like, bedtime toy or whatnot, mm-hmm. she's sitting there singing Potato, Potato, yeah. <laughs> on the and tractor was, to him. That was a that was an interesting moment. Um, you get to see her trying to be happy, and yes, as, soon yeah. as, as soon as Tommy shows up, she's just like... Actually, it, we, we skipped over something I really want to touch on. They touched on Ellie's PTSD after having oh, yeah. pretty much pretty much ignored it for the rest of the game now it's noticeable in a few scenes only her ptsd uh i don't know if you paid attention but did you guys notice that ellie's hands only shake when going to open doors yes nope uh her ptsd is heavily reliant on the fact that she opened that door to watch joel get his head beaten i was gonna um uh but no so essentially like dina asks her to like herd the goats into Mm -hmm. the farmhouse one of the goats had escaped its confinement knocks over a shovel and you just watch ellie crumble like just boom and she's just screaming yep and ellie has been broken since she found out what joel did she has been broken since that point and then watching joel yeah she was broken by that when she found out that what he did and the severing of their relationship at that point that shit broke her like broke her, I, I and then watching that. Joel I, I broke her completely. I wouldn't say that at all. Based on I, that last cutscene with Joel, I would not say that at all. I would go and say that because we we talked about our last episode a little bit in terms of how we didn't get into it, but we get into it right now. Mm-hmm. Ellie essentially says she wanted to die, yeah, not because to save everybody, but to get her she life wanted Mm-hmm. Yes. And Joel took she that wanted, from her. And I think while that hurt her, I think she was getting over that. That's literally the point of that cutscene is to say, hey, no. I don't think I can forgive you, but I want to try. Mm-hmm. And that happens literally less than 24 hours before he's murdered. Yeah. That, that is right why now. Ellie went on this revenge journey, I might yeah. add, by the way, because she, she wanted to try closure. and repair her relationship with Joel. And then it was taken from her. Mm-hmm. But before we even get there, uh, Tommy shows up 
disfigured as hell, I might add. Mm-hmm. Can't walk. His eye is sewn shut. Maria has left his ass because he's too focused on finding Abby. Uh, literally, Maria's like, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. Like, he mentions that, like, they're taking some time apart. And then Druckmann came out later and was like, no, no, no. Like, they're, they're done. They're not, they're not a thing anymore. Um, literally gets mad at Ellie for having an, a happy life. Or as happy as can be with PTSD mm-hmm. and all that. Literally just, oh, I see. Must be easy for you living out here. Like, dude, you're an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. she's literally just trying to live her life. Like, she's got problems too, bud. You don't need I, to. And this is where it gets fascinating to me. I think the story changes for Ellie at this point. Uh, but also, let me finish. Because uh, Tommy goes you need to do this. And then later Ellie can't let it go. But here's the thing that shouldn't have happened at all. Based on one of Ellie's most iconic lines from the first game, Ellie, I'm scared of ending up alone. Williams would not leave her wife and child to go hunt someone down halfway across the country. Absolutely not. It's a different. How dare you? No, not a different Ellie. It is a fundamental part of her character. Let me get to this part. What See, I, I, I would disagree with that. I think that at this point in the game, when Tommy comes comes back, Ellie is not into the revenge. She doesn't go back to find Abby because she wants revenge. She goes back because she thinks killing Abby will cure her PTSD. Mm-hmm. She's trying to cope with it. And she's realizing slowly but surely mm-hmm. that she can't cope with what happened and no matter how much she loves this person and this happy life and this family this is holding her back from true happiness because she's she's mentally scarred and it's not even like at this point in time it's not even about revenge it's if killing Abby can help me cope with this and move past this PTSD that's what I have to do that's why when he first asked her she was like no I'm not not doing that because she didn't she felt she was past revenge. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She was. She accepted what happened. She accepted that fate. But once she had that last kind of PTSD panic attack, she was like, I can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. It was hurting her too much because that PTSD was overcoming her and it was overtaking her. And, and I think it, it even add to the point that she had this panic attack with the child. Yep. I think that kind of meant that much more like, hey, I got to do something about this. And maybe me going back and solving this, closing this chapter of my life will solve that. And it's very powerful that when when you get to that point in the game, that last fight, Abby's already content. Mm -hmm. Abby was full of hope. She's like, I don't want to do this no more to you. I'm done. Ellie's like, no, I have to do this or I'm going to kill this person. That Ellie, you care about. Yeah, Ellie tried to walk away like at first, and then she saw her vision. And she's like, I have to try to fix this. And she like I like like you said, Devin, I feel like the only way she thought that she was ever gonna be able to get past it was killing Ellie until she, or killing Abby until she realized that that wasn't gonna fix it at all. It's a fundamentally broken part of the story. I'm sorry. You regardless of mental scarring or not, like hello, hi, I have mental scarring. I'm not gonna go do something that's completely against my character see like, I, and the thing is I, people change 
Like that was Ellie back then. But your fundamental might, fear don't she, change. Her, her, she might still be afraid of being alone, but the fact is, she knows she can always go back to Jackson. But she cannot get past her PTSD, and she has to try to see this through. She has to try to do what she can to fix that for herself. No, because she's not even she's not able to be. She feels like she probably can't even be a, a help to 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 Dean at this point because she's so scarred. She's not sleeping. She's not eating. She she goes through all this. Like I cannot function. Point yeah. being, we'll move on to the rest of the story here because we've kind of skipped over a massive part. Uh, Ellie gets bit again. Yeah. I mean, all right. Like, I'm not even sure she gets bit by the infected. Pretty sure she gets bit by the dude before he's infected. But all right, it's not really clear. Uh, what'd you think of getting that weapon, though, Dev? Oh, man, I wanted that for a while. But I had gotten to the point, like, once I got that weapon, I was just so tired of killing people that for the rest of that part of the game, I pretty much just tried to be stealth and just get past everybody because I was just tired of killing people. It's like, oh, uh, I'm so over this. Oh, you missed fun out on fact, the fun. When fun you get fact to that about, mansion, mansion. Oh, it, oh, no, yeah, no. Can, I, I, set the, I set those guys free and let them run rampant because it created distraction oh, for me to get away. <laughs> so uh, I definitely no, set, I I was, set the walkers I free. I set the, the, the clickers free. That was fun. Uh, Heads up, by the way, if you do decide to go for the Platinum and do, like, New Game Plus or whatnot, you get to keep that. You have it all through at Seattle. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm deleting the game. I'm not playing this ever again. <laughs> that uh, that <laughs> weapon is very useful in Seattle. Um, but, so essentially, like, Ellie finds these rat, uh, rattlers after mm-hmm. getting stabbed by a tree, I might yeah, add. Like, oh, that was rough. Uh, like, she sets off a trap, gets stabbed by a tree, Dude takes her. Um, she manages to like send one of the rattlers like run him towards. Uh, I think it's a clicker that's hanging from the tree. I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, it was a, it's a, a clicker. Stalker. It's a clicker. It's, it's, a clicker. it's one of the two. Um, mm-hmm. Runs him to it. He gets bit, and then the she turns around to the dude and has Shoots and he's like, "I'll tell you where where he is. You can probably get to it before that infection sets in." And then it pans down to her the palm of her hand mm-hmm. and she's been bit again but it doesn't look like the bite mark from the first game like at all uh it just looks like human teeth marks yeah so i'm, I'm not entirely sure if she got bit by the the, the clicker, clicker or, or if she, she got, got bit, bit by, by the dude yeah. regardless uh she's not going to turn because mm-hmm. immune and it's you know later proven after she comes back after the fight with Abby and all that, she's yeah. missing two fingers, which that was brutal, by the way. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Um, essentially, she like walks into their compound, you know, they're like chaining uh, clickers and runners and stalkers to, to pools and like using them as like uh, motivation for people to do work. Yep. It's essentially the compound for the Walking Dead. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hey, thanks for the spoiler. I'm not caught up on the Walking Dead. Um, that's, that's not a spoiler. I was like, being in that. Like four years. I was. <laughs> I know it was. I was also being sarcastic. Um, but no. Um, so essentially, after you get through, you get down to the prison, and you let the prisoners go, and they immediately go to shoot out. And she's like, "Hey, don't point those fucking guns at me. Uh, I just set you free." Uh, 
and then they tell her where Abby is. She's hung up on like posts, mm-hmm. and uh, she's got short hair now. She looks skinny as hell, like malnutrition. Man, that part—that's the part where I felt for her. Yeah, I was like, that oh my right god, there. I could not believe that. And like, as soon as she gets cut down, the first thing she does is like, Lev, I got to cut him down. And she's like, the boats are this way. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even trying to fight you. I'm not even trying to deal with this. Let's just get the hell out of here. Uh, point being, uh, is then obviously we've already talked about the fight. The fight happens. Uh, Abby and Lev leave after uh, Ellie tells them to go. Then you get the last cutscene of that we've already talked about of of Ellie and Joel like talking about you know repairing their relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you get, uh, no, actually, you don't get that. You go back. You, you go, you go back, back to, to Jackson and mm-hmm. get it in Jackson. But um, you do get a cutscene of Joel there, like you, fi- like Ellie is finally able to see Joel's face again in that scene. Um, and then you're in Jackson. You know, you walk up to the house. It's empty. Dina's clearly moved back to Jackson. Um. As there was a letter in the house before you left that was like, hey, you guys are always welcome in Jackson, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Um, now, key thing to mention here, this is Josh has posted this a couple times in the Discord, uh, and I've seen the YouTube comment myself. There's a key theory here that based on the entire time you're in Santa Barbara, Ellie is not wearing Dina's bracelet um, at all. Uh, there's, you, you know... Um, and in her journal, she says she misses, you know, Dina and Potato. She doesn't even call him JJ. She just calls him Potato in her mm-hmm. journal. Um, but when she gets back to Jackson, like the house, like she's obviously missing two fingers, but she's got Dina's bracelet on again. So it's entirely possible that she's already gone to Jackson, you know, talked to Dina, smoothed it over, you know, gotten back together. We don't know. That's a possibility. It's a good yeah. theory. And I'm going to choose to believe it since, you know, what else yeah. is there to do? Um, when she left, but, did we see... There was no indication that she gave you know, the bracelet like, I'll be back for this or anything like that. Uh, actually, the bracelet was on Ellie's nightstand table. When, when she you left? wake up. Ah, what, okay. So what, she didn't take scene, it with her. Okay. That scene when you... When, when you, you wake up before you leave. Okay. you wake up, okay. Ellie's not wearing her bracelet. Um, but... Then, uh, you know, Ellie goes to pick up Joel's guitar because it's the only room in the house that still has all um, of her stuff. All of her Dina stuff was in like, it. screw you, I'm leaving all your crap here. Or, more common thought, she didn't want to take it out of the house unless, you know, maybe, again, the theory is that Ellie went back to the farmhouse to grab the guitar and then decided to leave it behind instead uh, because she can't really play it now with three fingers. Um, point being is that Ellie plays one tries to play one last song on the guitar uh has that final scene where they discuss like hey like let's try and repair our relationship and then she decides to put the guitar down and leave uh the camera pans up to the moth on the guitar and in the background you can see ellie walking towards the gate of the thing Mm -hmm. but another key thing to mention is that when ellie walks into the farm she doesn't have her weapons like at all and in the scene where you were hunting ellie had a weapon and all of that so again kind of leads credence to like hey ellie's already gone back to jackson and just came to collect the guitar but that's where the game ends is it it does like again like the first game it does not give you a definitive end yep because she could have left that pack on that beach when she got back in the boat who knows but um 
the main menu screen after you beat it shows Catalina Island, as confirmed by Neil Druckmann. So, Abby and Lev did, in fact, make it to the Fireflies. Yeah, so, for me, at the end of it, it just felt like Ellie was just left with nothing. Like, she couldn't play guitar, she had no Joel, she had no Dina, she had no Potato, she was just <laughs> bereft of everything. I was like, damn, uh, that sucks. I choose to believe that Ellie went back to Jackson and got back with Dina and Potato. That's so I, I imagine that's the only place she could go, is back to Jackson. That was my thought, like, oh, Dina and, Dina and Potato went back to Jackson, eventually Ellie will get back to Jackson, because she doesn't want to be alone, and where else is she really going to go, but... It definitely feels like she was just, she had everything taken from her. Um, and it just, to me, for me, it's like, man, Joel is still the bad guy in this freaking game. Joel was never the bad guy. If I, mean, I 100% had his his decision in that thing, I still would have made the, it. The reason why I say that is because if he doesn't kill the doctor, like, none of this happens. So it's all kind of that. And then if you want to go even further, it's because the world took the one thing he had from him, so he just takes everything from the world. Like that's just thoughts that happen when I'm when I'm looking at the end of this like, man, this sucks, you know. She took away would... he took away Ellie's hope. He took away Abby's dad. Like just ugh. I I don't look at it like that. I look at it like Joe made a choice. And I don't think it I I would say you can argue it's a neutral choice. I don't know if it's a good or a bad. It was a choice to save. He made the decision to save one life over possible hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he guaranteed one life saved. But if he wouldn't have saved that one life, it could have been possible. Because we don't know if it could have worked or not. Obviously, it's a big possibility it could have worked. But it's possible that he could have saved millions. Okay, so that's a choice he chose to make. Mm-hmm. But after that choice was made, the ripple effect is his death, of course. But his death led to countless of people dying who may have been innocent mm-hmm. or not into it. Like the whole thing, like the whole this is the thing with this whole thing. That, this is why I asked is Ellie the villain of the story? Because at any point in time, Ellie could have stopped, mm-hmm. and countless of people wouldn't have been killed because of it. Including a pregnant mother and kid, kid, unborn child. Yeah. Uh, hot, hot take. Mel was a terrible person. So, no, I mean, no loss there. Regardless of, I mean, I, 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 I don't like using the term "these are terrible people" in this world because the world is terrible and it causes so much more strife and so much more loss of humanity. So it's not even so much that they're all horrible people. It's this: these are the cars they're dealt with, and this is the way of life in this horrible, horrible world. And I will go even further than that. The story, the parallel, the interesting parallel to the story is the fact that when you start this story off, Ellie's in a place of light, hope, happiness. Mm-hmm. She's mad at Joe, but that's not, that can be cured. On the other hand, Abby is still in the place of darkness, mm-hmm. evil, malcontent. And throughout this game, we watch both of these stories kind of flip mm-hmm. in terms of as Abby's story goes on, Abby finds her humanity. Yep. And as Ellie's story goes on, she dwell- delves further and further into the darkness. Mm-hmm. 
killing countless of people and doing acts that are questionable. Abby is on the kind of that same path, but her story takes a turn when she meets Lev and Yara, and she yeah. actually cares about people. And they say not only do they save her life, but they give her humanity, as opposed to Ellie, who already had these things. Even without Joe being, being there, mm-hmm. Ellie always had a family. Yep. She had people who cared about her, who who wants her best interest. And as further as she got to that story, she slowly lost those people. Whether it was Jesse, who's kind of her brother figure, whether it was Joe, her father figure, whether it was her relationship with Joe's brother. And at the end of the story, the last people that she cared about, she ended up losing. Yeah. Whereas on the other side, everything that made Abby Abby, she lost, but she gained a family. Yeah. She gained a lifelong partner. Which is why who can is two different sides. They're two sides of the same coin. Like Abby, Abby was Abby was on the same trajectory that Ellie was while she was hunting Abby. That was Abby hunting Joel. Once she resolved that, she started going back into like, okay, let me try to find my happiness again. And even that was hard because of her relationship with Owen and Mel. And then she finds that happiness with Yara and Lev the same way that Ellie had found that with Dina and and with Dina basically. And you see, like once Joel dies, once Joel is killed by Abby, they they basically flip. Ellie becomes Abby. Like she's going after that revenge. That's what's her driving motivation. That's her 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 goal, her desire for living. And then once that's you know resolved, then you know, like you said, Abby's able to find that happiness. And now Ellie has to go and try to refine that happiness in this just shitty world that, that you know we're living in. It's 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 just it's interesting. It's just such a crazy, crazy story. And I love the fact that you know they made everything intersect to where you're actually seeing both sides like i wonder how different people would have felt if after the final scene like you all you you just see just you're just ellie the whole time until that final scene where you finally catch up to her and you see abby just stripped down and then after that you go and play abby's side of the story like i don't think it would have been as powerful to be perfectly honest i think by getting you to a a climax and then stripping you of it and putting you in somebody else's shoes i think that is a little bit more powerful because now you're sitting here like oh my god i don't want to be doing this i don't want to be here i want to go back to ellie but you're forced to you're forced to see the other side of it first before you get the actual final climax i think that's a more powerful method because it could be like you finish that scene and then you play you're putting abby's shoes and some people will be like eh i'm good I don't need to play that, you know? I think it would have been more powerful if you didn't know until you got to that mo- moment of time. Because it was a very powerful scene to me when you walk up on Abby yeah. and she's emaciated. I was like, she's is that is- Abby? Is that? I was like, oh, shh. I couldn't yeah, believe it. She, she's emaciated. She's defeated. She is. This is not the same person you've been hunting this whole game. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different person who is essentially, and the thing about it is, even at that moment in time, after you let her down, her spirit is still not broken. She is like, hey, let me get mm-hmm. left down. We're going to go find our happiness. Mm-hmm. That is powerful. Yeah. That is, for all the problems I had with Abby, that moment is good storytelling in terms of like, hey, you built, so 90% of this game, I looked at this character as an asshole. And then She's you get still to an this, asshole. I don't think she is at this point. She's still an asshole. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, under, I, I, I can't even, it's so hard for me to be like, how can anybody look at that, at the way that the story ends and be like, she's a horrible person. Like, she it's so hard person. for me to, to even, I cannot co-sign that at all. It just doesn't make sense I, to me. Horrible person. And I will say this. Once she allowed Ellie to go get away the second time, mm-hmm. that was a sign like, okay, that was it. Because by all rights, she had Ellie debt to rights. There was nothing else stopping her from killing Ellie and killing this woman that she doesn't know with an unborn child. Mm-hmm. But she chose to walk away from revenge. Ellie did not choose to walk away from revenge until it was too late, until she literally lost everything at the end of the game. That's why I think that ending scene when you come into this house is so powerful because her quest for quote-unquote revenge, even though I don't think it was revenge in the end, cost her everything. Like did it, though. See, it, it seems that way. Part, it definitely looks that way. I would say way. this. I would feel like if it didn't, it would make this ending hollow. Yeah, I agree. Ending's already hollow because it completely disregards Ellie as a character. Oops, I said it. I completely disagree with you, but that's fine. I don't think it disregards her as a character at all. I think it develops, it involves her character and who she is. It does not. I'm sorry, it doesn't. I think it adds shades of gray to her. I think it makes her more fascinating. I, I, I will say this about this game. I feel like more than the first one, this game needs a sequel. <laughs> we need some more finality to this story in terms of what happens. You'll probably get it. Well, both. I, I think when they made this game, they were making it, making it. Two things I noticed about this game. One, this game feels like it was meant to have a, a third part of it. I and mean, you don't thing, title something part two. To not finish it if you're going to leave the ending open. Yeah. And the second thing I noticed is all these factions they made in mm-hmm. this game feels like this is going to be the multiplayer. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. So because- I have three questions for you guys. First question is like just overall thoughts. Did you like the story and did it live up to your hype for the game? Or did you like the uh, game? Not necessarily the story. Did you like the game and did it live up to your hype? I liked the first half of the game where you played as Ellie. Everything after that, hot trash. So by hot trash, you just mean you didn't, you didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, again, you asked for my opinion and I gave <laughs> you my opinion. Yes, I liked the first part where you played as Ellie, like story, everything after that point. Soon as the game switches to Abby, garbage. So did it live up to your hype for the game or no? I mean, no. Okay. What about you, Delvin? I like the story. I don't I don't know. I guess you know what? I, I would say it didn't live up to my hype because I was one of the first people in PSVG who saw the spoilers, unfortunately. And I'm glad that a lot of that stuff was wrong. So because of that. It's the spoilers actually brought my hype up after I played the game. Okay. So yes, it did. Yeah. For me, I absolutely loved it. Um, it definitely lived up to my hype. I didn't have a whole lot of expectations. Like I was almost like kind of down on it going into it, but um, I just really enjoyed the way 
it tackled the story and had like just an overarching plot lines all kind of crisscrossing like i i enjoyed that what was your your biggest surprise of the game uh jesse dying what about you, not Joe? playing as joe not playing mm-hmm. as joe but you do play as joe not really you do play as joe though you like can't not. say not really you play as joe for like two minutes yeah that's my point yeah he was expecting you more. only played as sarah for 10 minutes in the first one What's the difference? Well, well Joe's not Sarah. That's right. the difference. I, I wanted to play as I thought we were going to have a, a longer experience with Joe. Well, hot take. Uh, Joe died, and I kind of expected it. So where were you going to play as Joel? Even, even flashback scenes. Yeah, Garbage. No. Ellie my, is the heart and soul of those flashback scenes. My Case biggest point, surprise that was that Dina flashback. didn't die. I thought Dina how was da- going to get it. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I knew Jesse well, was going to die. I didn't expect him to get shot in the head like that, but I think my biggest surprise was actually that Dina didn't die. Hey, you know what my biggest surprise was? Joel not realizing Ellie was gay. And Until that scene. When he tells her. <laughs> he's like, is that your girlfriend? <laughs> no, until that scene where he tells Seth to shut the hell up for calling Ellie and Dina Dykes. Because in the flashback, when they're hunting the bloater in the yeah, he's he's the hotel. Trying, he's like about Jesse, he's trying yeah. to like Jesse, and she's like yeah. ah, and Ellie's like yeah, he's like I got a keen eye for these things. And Ellie's like yeah. not so much. And then later in the <laughs> in the library on like day three, as Ellie Ellie goes, yeah, you're not my type, and uh, Jesse goes, like what, what? Asian? Yeah, right, yeah, that's totally what I meant. <laughs> Yeah. So do you think there will or should be a part three? And then the question, even yes. bigger question, is there should, should there have even been a part two? Uh, yes. Should there, yes. A, should there have been a part two? Yes. Am I happy the way the story played out? No, but you know, that not everyone's going to be happy with everything. Should there be a part three? I mean, I'm going to go with yes. Is there going to be a part three? I'm also going to go with yes. Is it going to be Naughty Dog's Nest game? I'm going to go with no. Because yeah. that's probably the way things work out against that. Yes, yeah, I will say this. I want three with Ellie and little Abby. Like, I want, in terms of Ellie and Abby, I want that story over. That what last moment was their story. That's the end of their story. I would like to also see a spinoff with Abby alone. I okay, mind. so you want you want part three and part four, but you want part three to be Ellie and you want part four to be Abby. No, I don't want part four. I want Abby's to be her own thing. I want Ellie's to be part three, and Abby to be Lost Legacy. You're not going to get that. I, if, not what I want to get. <laughs> this is what I, this I don't know. Like, it, it, it's a good pie in the sky. I'm not downvoting it. What I'm going to say is if you get more Ellie and Abby, it'll be in the same game. There's no way they don't do it the way they did. I feel like that the, moment after both the, was the, the end more of the chapter. Interesting thing is, is everyone's always said, right? Like even, and again, I brought this up when we first started talking about part one of our spoiler cast, right? Ellie's the only one we know of that's immune. 
what are the chances, and this is like pie-in-the-sky theory, uh, Abby's never given, uh, sorry, Ellie's never given anyone a blood transfusion, but, <laughs> not the most typical way to go about it, uh, Abby partook in Ellie's blood, that is a bad way to phrase that, by biting off two of her fingers. What are the chances Abby's now immune to? Possible. I mean, yeah, maybe. It'd be I an interesting say- thing to explore, because again, what are the chances that if there's a part three, Ellie and Abby meet up again and have to work together? I don't want to see them meet up again ever. Uh, my, I mean, my opinion, at least. If there's a part three with both of them, you know it's going to happen. Also, sorry, my camera doesn't mm, want it. I, I honestly don't think that there's any need to even be a part two. I think Last of Us wrapped up so nicely, and I like the, the ambiguity. Ambu- I can't even say ambiguity. the word. Ambiguity. Yeah, that of of how it ended. Um, I don't think Neil Druckmann even really had an idea for a part two for a long time. I think there he was going back and forth whether or not he was even going to do a part two. Um, sure, but based on his comments after the game's release, it's pretty clear he already has an idea for part three based on the fact that he goes, I'm not sure if our next project is going to be The Last of Us Part 3 or something else. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, like I, I definitely think after creating a part two, you have you you probably should create a part three. I want to I want to be Lev. Can I be Lev in part three? That that's what I want to see. I'd be all right with that. I want to see the five Again, five even, and, and Lev. Even and if I had story. to deal with Abby for like the game, the game, that's fine. But again, Abby as the way she is in Santa Barbara, fine. I'm sure I could grow to enjoy her character. But I get that for maybe ten minutes, not. 10 hours i could play a whole game as abby but i do want to see i want to play as lev he's good with a bow i mean so is (laughs) abby she's got a crossbow with a crossbow but lev is surgical with that bow okay but so is ellie (laughs) ellie's surgical with the bow by the way did you guys beat that uh that arrow mini game in like one shot or what arrow mini game in one shot what do you mean with, uh, with Abby? Yeah. Yeah. The one yeah, where you're in the aquarium again with, and with Owen, Owen challenges yeah. you to hit all the the Yeah. Oh, yeah. Targets. Yeah. I murdered Owen. I was killing him. He, he, yeah. I killed that. He didn't have a chance. Okay, yeah. Easy, easy money. Yeah. I got that first try. It's very fun. That bow though, the plastic bow, I wish she would have had a real bow. Yeah. I give me that crossbow. That crossbow was great. Ugh, love that crossbow. Also, shout out to my meme post for my platinum, by the way. Uh, for <laughs> those who haven't seen it, I uh, I managed to get the screenshot trick to work when I took my platinum. So my platinum image is Ellie standing in front of a road work ahead and me making the joke, yeah, I sure hope it does. Terrible joke. Because Vine <laughs> is great and I miss that's a, it. That's an awful F- joke. chat for Vine. Also, fun fact, right after that road work ahead sign, the road, in fact, does not work. It's all water. <laughs> that also, that makes the joke even more worse. <laughs> all right. So that wraps up The Last of Us 2. And that's going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> all right. So that does it for episode 41 of the PlayStation. Oh, we're not even going to say the big notable drop of the week? No, no don't care. there ain't no notable drop. <laughs> Sure it is. Ghost oh, is I forgot. We've already said that. Yeah, we've already been there. Is that we I'm know? Ghost is what's episode. next. That's the next thing. 
Ghost is coming. We'll have, we'll have some thoughts on Sunday. Yeah. 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 It'll be good. So, yeah. That's the end of this episode. That's the end of our spoiler cast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, come on over to our, our Patreon, patreon.com slash PSVG. If you enjoy our content, just check out the other stuff we have there. Throw a, throw a couple dollars in the tip jar. Um, and just a special thank, thank you to our producers, Edwin Callow, uh, Barry Cathcart, Josh Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfrish, myself, Kyle Hyman, Paul Calico, Michael Masick, Garouchi Surge, and Nick Far Harbor. We thank you guys all for joining us on the journey that is PSVG. So, with that coming to a close, where can the people find you, Haley? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter, at Shepard Zarell. Uh, you can find me on your game platform of choice, at Haley Zarell. And this Friday, 12.01 Eastern, as soon as the game unlocks, you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Haley Zarell, where I will be streaming Ghost of Tsushima from the beginning, blind playthrough. Uh, just a heads up, though, I am not playing in Japanese because... Uh, auditory processing issues i'd actually like to be able to understand what's going on in this game <laughs> nice i'm definitely playing it in japanese with subtitles and i if there are duels they will be in black and white heads up i'm not playing in japanese because i don't want to i mean that's fair that's a valid choice yeah anime just all sounds better in japanese if you're gonna watch an anime go watch helsing ultimate it is vampires fighting nazis that's not anime that is anime. That's an animated show. It's not anime. No, no, it is anime. It's literally an anime. Go look it up. Nah, nah. It's vampires. Yes. It's Helsing. There's no swords and samurais. It's not anime. Weep nonsense. <laughs> uh, hey, yes. by the way, we're, we're not allowed to use the weep nonsense anymore. Uh, you brought it to the show! I That's did. your catchphrase. Okay, but then somebody got mad and we're not allowed to use it anymore. Okay, I'm sorry. Whoever that is. Stupid idiot. You know who it is. It's Carol. I don't know who it is. I don't pitch anything. It was Carol. Definitely, I'm sorry, because I love Carol. Carol's <laughs> awesome. That's why we don't say it anymore. We mean you. Awesome, you oh, yeah. I stopped saying it as soon as Carol said she had an issue with it. Uh, You're the one Carol. that brought it back. Whatever Carol says, I listen to. I'm fine with that. There it is. And where can people find you, Delvin? Looking for Jill Scott. There it is. There it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Dat Ninja Dev pretty much everywhere. And with that, long live play. You can stop your recordings now. Hell yeah.